Hello there. From Feels Like Friday Films and Radio Nowhere, this is Did You Hear This? With your hosts, Zach and Paul. Welcome back, everybody, to Did You Hear This? I'm Zach. And with me as always. Oh, we were so close. We were so I f***ed it up again. No, no, I tried to get fancy. I should have just ended with I'm Zach. We could we could have tossed it right over. You know, we should probably practice this more than once a week. No. (laughs) Uh so so we've got a it's almost like an expansion pack to a previous topic. So you might recall a few weeks ago, Paul and I discussing the Gavin Newsom California governor recall effort. And well, that might've been topic one. This is definitely topic one a, and there's kind of two Mm -hmm. parts to it, Paul. Mm -hmm. Number one being his detractors got enough votes to hold a recall. I think in the case of Gray Davis, he just didn't take it seriously. And ultimately that recall took place at the same time as the election. And if anything, I would say the Democrats have probably learned from that or, you know what, I, I, maybe that's just a hope. It has I know, been, no, they don't learn. It has been almost 20 years. Um, but uh, I think Newsom is in a better position to defend against this than Gray Davis was because Gray Davis was basically a Republican in Democrats clothing. Um, so even his own party didn't particularly care for him. And things weren't as divisive back then. You didn't Mm -hmm. feel like if I vote for the other party, I'm really voting for, you know, Hitler or Stalin, choose, choose your preferred nomenclature for the, for Mm -hmm. the opposing side. Mm -hmm. So one of the people who's announced they're running and in California, you need like four signatures and a pulse to get on a reelection ballot Mm -hmm. is Caitlyn Jenner. And she'll be running under a Republican ticket, of course. And she represents a really interesting, divisive, potentially dangerous candidate in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Initial thoughts on that, Paul? So I think there are two tracks that we could take here as we talk about this. And they're both well-worn tracks for you and me. One is... From our heroin know, addictions. Oh, we, spoiler, neither of us has ever tried heroin. Um, so on the one hand, we could talk about this from like a representation matters... Um, trans lives matter. And of course, we are supportive of the LGBTQA plus community. Um, we're pro trans rights, pro trans love, pro trans everything. You know, that's what we're mm-hmm. here for. We, uh, we strongly believe in equity for all people, regardless of their uh, gender or um, their, their sexual preference. Whoa, whoa, know. whoa, 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 Paul, that's no. not true. Mm-hmm. If you go back to our last episode, remember, we are not for equality of Nazis. We are pro-punching Nazis in the face. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. Always punch Nazis in the face, kids. Um, okay. But I, I think the, the, the more interesting angle on this is the, the question of uh, the problem of visibility on a ticket like this. Caitlyn Jenner is incredibly well-known. Um, she, her, her Wikipedia page and multiple articles refer to her as the best-known trans person in the world. Um, and that may very well be true. Um, but I think that the sensation of having a name that is recognizable is incredibly dangerous if that same person doesn't know anything about governing. 
as we've seen with the Trump administration. Well, I was going to say, even go back to the last recall of a California governor, you had name recognition in Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, you know, zero experience. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened. People get excited about the recall. So they'll vote for recall just because it's fun and different. They Mm -hmm. don't think about the consequences. Right. And then who are you going to choose to replace them? Well, you're going to look at whoever you can recognize by name. I know this name. Oh, let's get the governor. And he was, of course, objectively terrible and Mm -hmm. incompetent. And so I I think I want to say from the outset here that I don't want to criticize um, Caitlyn Jenner for, you know, being a trans person because that's transphobia. And I don't think that a trans person is incapable of running for office. I would love to see trans people in office. And I think we need to see that as a country um, in order to reach a point at which we truly start embodying the ideals of equity um, and freedom for all in this country. That representation matters, not just for the people of that group who then have people to look up to and role models, et cetera, but also for everyone else to normalize Mm -hmm. minority groups, if you will. Right. Uh, I do want to hit one last thing. Well, let let me just, uh, let me just finish my statement real quick. Never over to you. Um, That being said, the Panama canal treaty, we have to, um, as responsible voters in this country, we have to look at a person and not see their gender identity, but their politics. And I think that this is where the real meat of this story is, is that we have someone who could represent those things, um, who could represent uh, trans people in office, and that would be groundbreaking but we need to be aware of what Caitlyn Jenner's politics are. And I got to tell you, they're not great. Caitlyn Jenner offers this really interesting concept where we're talking about representation mattering. And then you make this amazing point that you also have to look at politics. And this could be the case of a trans person whose politics are anti-LGBTQ plus community. I'm, I'm not sure that I agree with that. Um, you know, Mrs. Jenner has been uh, very vocally supportive of the LGBTQA plus movement. But I also think we need to be aware that um, Mrs. Jenner uh, has um, had very conservative political views economically for a very long time. Um, And while she did admit that uh, voting for Donald Trump was a mistake, um, we also need to be aware that the life that she has lived has not been one that has been similar to other people in the LGBTQA plus community. And while she does represent positive change for the community, I think it's also really telling that as someone who comes from wealth and privilege, she probably doesn't really have a good grip on what the community needs. Now, obviously, as uh, white cisgender men, this might be a step too far in terms of where we would be willing to go to discuss. But I got to think that if people are partly a product of their upbringing and their surroundings, hers is not going to ring true for a lot of the people who need help from the government. I think that's true outside of the gender, LGBTQ+, all of those issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of the reasons people like AOC appeal to me, Mm -hmm. because this is someone who was a waitress to work her way through school. You know, they're more understanding of the working class than 
her counterparts in the in office as well and even in the same party mm-hmm. like look at bernie who's also one of those those more left democrats and he's lived a privileged life so mm-hmm. i'm less inclined to think he has the, the inner knowledge mm-hmm. uh, when i spoke earlier about perhaps she's not 100 percent an advocate for the community Mm-hmm. What I was speaking on was exactly the policies you were talking about there, the economic policies that outside of the social issues from the conservative side continue to hurt minority mm-hmm. populations. I mean, even look at things like the voting rights that are mm-hmm. coming out of conservative parties, that hurts minorities. Mm-hmm. You can look at things like taking money away from education, which mm-hmm. hurts the poor and minorities. I think there's a lot there to that. Well, and I speak on. And I think this is a great way to segue into what her politics have been in the past. She is Please, very, go for she it. Is very much a, and I'm going to use a, a set of words that are pretty toxic right now. She's the law and order type of conservative. Um, she's very much pro-police, very much pro-prison uh, pr- industrial complex. Um, and in fact, her first gaffe uh, politically I think this was either today or yesterday. Um, she made a comment about a, a young person who had been murdered and said that it was Gavin Newsom's fault because the DA in San Francisco uh, had overturned or not overturned, had released the person who had committed the crime from prison as a part of the nonviolent offender releases. And she laid that squarely at Gavin Newsom's feet. And the problem with that is Gavin Newsom is not in any way related to the district attorneys of any city in this in this state. Um, that's not how it works. The governor doesn't appoint anyone to a district attorney spot. Those are elected by the people. And in fact, Gavin Newsom didn't even uh, endorse the DA who today brought charges against that person. Um, he endorsed the person who ran against that DA. Um, so... I I think that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about when I say, if someone is running for governor of a state, do you want someone who doesn't understand how the government works? I think that's a pretty clear example of not knowing just a basic thing, like the difference between local and state government. Mm -hmm. You actually see a lot of this, even on big federal policies. You're like, oh, you know, Biden's going to take away our meat. Which Which is patently not true. Yeah, it was just a blatant lie, number one. But number two, you can't, can't do anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to know what different parts do what. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that is a huge danger. Are we going to spend, you know, six years while she takes time to learn how the, the government even works? What damage could that do to the state? And that's outside of her policies, which might be damaging to begin with. Well, and I think this is a problem you face anytime you see a celebrity running for office. How much does a celebrity really know about politics? Look at all of the the ones that come to mind immediately. You've got now Caitlyn Jenner, but you've also got Donald Trump. That sure worked out great. Uh, well, it depends got, on who you ask. No, I'm I'm being facetious, dear listeners. He's a f***ing moron. And he ruined this country worse than only one other person I can think of. And that other person was also someone who got elected on the strength of their celebrity status. That'd be Ronald Reagan. 
Now, again, you're going to have some staunch conservatives that are very upset with you. I'm sorry. If you think Ronald Reagan was the greatest thing that happened to this country, then you don't understand what this country is. Ronald Reagan is the shit stain on the underwear of American politics. And the longer it takes for us to wash that underwear and get rid of him and his policies from our memory is the longer that we are going to be divided, the longer we are going to regress from all of the changes that would make us a better place and ultimately blind allegiance to Reaganomics and by extension Trumpism is what is going to lead to the downfall of the United States. It's it's a it's a dangerous thing to run on celebrity. Anyway, I, we're so far off topic now, Paul. I don't think so. so. I actually cut. think we're on topic, but sure. I'm, I'm switching to the segment here. What do we do about it? I think the clear takeaway for me at least is you have to look past names to people's actual issues. Mm-hmm. In fact, if it were possible to read issues before you could read a name, that'd be fantastic. Even mm-hmm. within parties, within primaries, we have a lot of established representation. And I'll look at the Democratic Party because that's where I vote, mm-hmm. where they're not really good Democrats. And especially if they're in a safe seat, mm-hmm. I should be voting for the other person in the primary, the, the one who's more aligned to what I actually want. Yeah, I agree. Regardless of whether or not they've been on TV. Ultimately, what this comes down to, and the message of this particular very special episode, um, is (laughs) you've got to do your research when you start voting. It's not okay to just walk into a voting booth and mark down whatever looks familiar to you. If you go in educated, you're doing your service as an American to make the place better. You know, with every election, you need to be asking yourself the question, is this person going to make life better in whatever type of position they're running for? Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately that's what needs to be our priority, not, oh, this guy's famous, he's rich, he can run the country. Like, mm-hmm. no, or, oh, this woman is famous. You know, let's, let's, make, her, let's make her in charge because she's famous. No, what, what does she know? What does she think about how things should be run? And then ask yourself if you really think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. and try to find their actual platform, yep. which can be hard nowadays, honestly. Yeah, All right, really Paul, is. bring us up. Bring us up. What do you got? All right, so I have a story that is literally hot off the presses today. We're going international. Hot Back potato, in- hot potato. Hot potato. It's time for a two-minute warning. Uh, so today, in, uh, in a story that could, uh, you know, it, it just begs to be told from Germany, um, it begs to be told from Germany, or it's a story from Germany that begs is, to be told. It is a story from Germany. Because I don't have the money to, to fly to Germany to tell it. I mean, I yes. If you're in Germany and listening to this, can you please send us some money so we can come visit? Um, <laughs> so this morning, um, a jogger, or not this morning, Monday, excuse me, a jogger in the city of Passau, which is near Germany's border with Austria and the Czech Republic, uh, was jogging along in a Bavarian forest, as one does. Uh, mm-hmm. and came across a suspicious bag. Um, so they called the police and the police came in. And the issue was that when they were going to uh, look into this bag, there was an object that looked like a grenade. And so this was a very serious issue. They immediately evacuated the area. They called in a bomb squad and the bomb squad came in um, and really like they, they took all the precautions. They opened the bag. They looked at the thing. Uh, and it turned out it was not a grenade. Zach, before I tell you, do you want to hazard a guess as to what it was? It was a wooden dock. 
Um, I mean, no. An escaped not wallaby. Not quite. Uh, it was a grenade-shaped sex toy that was full of condoms. Um, which brings a number of questions up, Germany, uh, for those of you. Number one, where can we find these in the United States? <laughs> number two, uh, why? Number three, um, how often are people just losing sex toys in forests in Germany? Is this a common occurrence? I have so many questions. So if you happen to be a listener who stumbled upon us uh, in Germany and has suffered through our discussion of uh, California politics, we'd love to hear from you um, if you know anything about any of this. Uh, so give us, give us an email at didyouhearthispod at gmail.com. And Zach, for all of you out there, you know, send us money, fly Lufthansa. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Did You Hear This? That over there is Paul. And that over there is Zach. And, you know, good, good discussion this week, man. Yeah. Did You Hear This? is a Radio Nowhere production, co-produced by Feels Like Friday Films. From all of us here, have a better tomorrow. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs>